The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. Who's heard of the Women's Fund for Scotland? Hands up. I am not surprised. The Women's Fund for Scotland is a great hidden asset for the women and girls of Scotland, but strangely, few seem to know much about it. But today, I'm joined by an expert, the Executive Director, Shona. So, Shona, what is the Women's Fund for Scotland? The Women's Fund for Scotland is a fundraising grantmaker. We're Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. But I'd like to take you back to that phrase, fundraising grantmaker. Mm. It's it's a common misconception that grantmakers are sitting on lots and lots of money. We're not. And you will have heard of other fundraising grantmakers, but perhaps you don't realise it. And I'm going to name them. Comic Relief and Children in Need, they are fundraising grantmakers. Ah, they raise the money and then they give it out. Yes, that's right. And Comic Relief has a big TV extravaganza every other year. And children need to have something very similar. And there's there's pop songs and there's merchandise and there's celebrity involvement. They're fundraising grant makers and they're fantastic at what they do. And the grants they give out are amazing. Where do you get your money from then? We get our funds from individual donors, companies and other grant making foundations. So how do individuals donate? They can donate via our website. There's a donate button on every single page of our website or go to our website, get my email address and email me and I'll look after them. Oh, so if I am a shady billionaire with a great deal of money that's slid down the back of the couch and I want to donate it to a good cause, I should slide into your DMs, as my, young people say. Yeah, my DMs are always open for a message <laughs> like that. And you get support from businesses? Yes, we've had support for many years from Bailey Gifford. They have been tremendous in supporting us. Very involved, very interested and very ethical in their grant making to us. Excellent. Fundraising is a huge part of what you do. Yes, that's right. Is fundraising for things involving women harder? It has become harder as the years have gone on. There's a, there's a debate in society at the moment and we are sort of in the crosshairs of that. So people are avoiding giving to us at the moment, I think. Uh, let's not bother with that one then, shall mm-hmm. we? <laughs> so women investing in other women, that's still quite a new idea. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, it's still quite new. There's There's massive initiatives in the States set up called Women Moving Millions and they set up these these ideals about women given to other women. So it'd be nice to see something like that happening in Scotland but Scottish donors and British donors are very different. They like to be more anonymous, they don't like to shout about what they do. Mm. So the concept of Women Moving Millions and women getting up and saying I've given lots of money to this charity you should think about giving lots of money to charities you support it's quite unusual, mm. but it would be it would be great to see that sort of conversation happening in Scotland. So you've you've raised your money from yeah. individual donors and companies and corporate sponsors, and now you're about to give it out. So how would I apply for funding from the Women's Fund for Scotland? Potential applicants should visit our website and read all the information that we have there. We have our guidelines published on our website, which we have worked to make sure that they're very detailed and very helpful. We've also worked with groups that we funded to consult them. And the guidelines are on our website all year round. And when we open, there'll be a link on the website that you click and then you go straight to an application form. 
How long have you been giving out grants? This is really interesting. We publish all of our grants using open grants data. And for a data nerd like me, that was really exciting. So officially, we started in 2002. But when I got all of our grants data, it turned out that our first grant was made in the year 2000. Oh. So we've been making grants since the year 2000. That's 23 years? Yeah, that's right. God, you must have... How many groups have you helped in that time? Well... Around 660 groups in Scotland. In fact, you're never more than 50 miles away from a project funded by us. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. It is, it's really cool. And, and you cover, I mean, you, you're giving out grants the length and breadth of Scotland. That's right. And in fact, one of our aims when we make grants is to make sure that there's a good geographical coverage of Scotland and also a good balance between rural and urban. And you're taking on some of the biggest challenges as well. Yes. If, if there's a need affecting women in Scotland, it's likely we've made a grant that helps with that. So we've made grants to support organisations working in the area of homelessness, working in the area of cancer, menopause, addiction, abuse, self-harm, bullying. The sorts of grants we make are really quite inspiring and do cover every area of need that would affect a woman in Scotland. Do you think of yourself as a funder or as a partner? We very much think of ourselves as a partner because, yes, we're giving out grants to these groups, but we can only do that because they're telling us what they need. Mm. They're, they're our partner. We can only have the impact we want to have because of the groups that we fund. We can't do it without them. And I'm always encouraging groups to realise that they are as important as us, if not more important than we are, because there's always a potential they could get funding from somewhere else. We can only have the impact we have by working with them. So they're, they're our grant partners rather than our beneficiaries. We try and do other things to support the groups that we fund. We have a page on our website called More Than Money and you can go and look at the services that we've got there. But we've recently started online groups to allow all of our grant partners to network. And we did this because that's what our grant partners wanted to do. So we decided that we'd find a way for them to do that. And we'd originally thought about having a members page of our website and that just seemed too complicated. So we've set up two groups, one on LinkedIn and one on Facebook, just for our grant partners, past and present. And I'm hoping that there'll be sharing of information on these pages and we'll just build up this feminist economy, this feminist network of groups sharing information and learning from each other and sharing opportunities. So it's it's more than just the money. It's about the networking and the sharing of expertise too. Do you think um, women's groups are bad at applying for funding? And by that, I mean, do you think that they are just struggling on spending their own money, not realising they can apply for funding? Some of the feedback we often get from women's groups is that they realised they could come to us for funding because we were called the Women's Fund for Scotland. And they immediately knew that they were in with a chance of funding and that there might be less competition. I don't think women's groups are bad at applying for funding. I think they're spread thin. Mm. Applying for funding is only part of what they do. They might be delivering the actual service, they might be working at the marketing, they might be cleaning the room that they operate in. Women's shoulders are so broad, metaphorically, that they, they just take it on and they shoulder more. And, yeah. and yes, our funding is there. A lot of our groups are what we have called in the past kitchen table groups. They started at the kitchen table. Yeah. And then they've grown and they've grown and they've grown. And when they were at the kitchen table, it would have all been volunteers and maybe coffee mornings and small bits of money here and there. Mm-hmm. Come to us, you know, get a small grant, get your get your group up and running. And that's the next thing I was going to ask you about, the Women's Fund for Scotland. You said small grant. No amount is, is really too small for you because you seem to regard that as like seed funding. 
Yeah, it's also the sort of groups that we've, we're choosing to invest in at the moment. So because we don't have millions to give out in grants every year, we have to be very strategic with how we do that. So we've decided to focus on groups. Now, the maximum turnover they can have is £500,000 a year, but we prioritise groups that have a turnover up to £300,000 a year. And so the sort of things they need money for are smaller. So our grants at the moment are a maximum of £5,000. I mean, we've had groups applying to us where their entire turnover was only £4,000 a year. So that £5,000 doubled their turnover. That's what we like to focus on, grassroots groups, where, where our small amount of funding can make a big difference. You can do a lot with £5,000. Yes, yes, you can, yeah. In 2016, the Women's Fund of Scotland was very fortunate. We were the only organisation in Scotland to get money from the tampon tax. Mm. Now, we did have big ethical dilemma about applying for that money because it was a tampon tax, but in the end we decided that we could do good with it, so we applied for it, and we secured £600,000. <gasps> But that was, that was all Scotland got in 2016. However, with that money, we were able to offer three-year grants of up to £10,000 a year. And those are my favourite sort of grants. <laughs> so if I had a donor who wanted to, to give us, you know, £600,000 a year, we could make my favourite sort of grants again. And the groups love them because we're always hearing from the groups that what they need is multi-year funding. £600,000 isn't that much. No. No, I mean, that's what the Lamborghini... I, I wouldn't know. No, neither do I. I'm just completely <laughs> guessing here. <laughs> a nice house. We'll invest it very wisely. See, there's that word again that you keep using. Invest. Yeah. Yes, because it, it comes back to that feminist perspective of grant making. We're investing in the women of gr- girls of Scotland. It's not just. It's not charity, which um, maybe has a Victorian perspective to it. We're not do-gooders. It's an investment with a group who are going to make a difference and we're their partner. We're going to build a strong nation. We need strong women, don't we? Absolutely. So what's the future for the Women's Fund for Scotland? Well, the more money we can raise, the more good we can do. I think we'll say that again, shall we? Yes. The more money that gets raised... The more mo- the more good we can do. OK, hope you heard that. At the moment, we open once a year for grant applications. And in the year 2022, we made 22 grants of just under... £100,000. This year, 2023, we've made 29 grants with a value of £125,000. And we estimate that that's going to support around 4,800 women and girls across Scotland. So next year, we would like to make more grants and help more women and girls. And we can only do this if people... Yeah, if, if people donate, donate to us. Yeah. So, and you're talking donate more money. That's what we're saying. That's what we're talking about here. And you're like, even it's the individual ones that really interest me. So people can donate individually, what, five quid a month? Something yes, like yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we have donors that give to us through their payroll. Yeah. And just for anybody out there that likes to know this, payroll giving is the most tax effective way of giving if you're a higher rate taxpayer. See, what is not to love? But I'm thinking five quid's what? It's it's the kind of bottle of wine that's going to give you a bad hangover. So what I'm suggesting is instead of that bad hangover, what you do is you give the Women's Fund for Scotland that five quid. And we would be very grateful to have it and we'll do a lot of good with it too. And you certainly will. Yes. You've seen so many organisations, you work with so many women. Have you got any that particularly stick in your mind? Yes. There was a group for women who self-harm due to the fact they've had auditory hallucinations. And some of them didn't like to leave the house but their support group of other women like them was so important to them that they would leave the house 
to, to, to meet these people. And I, I went along and I met the women and they were so pleased that we were there and I was so pleased to be to meet them. And it was just really inspiring hearing their coping strategies that they developed. Um, but it was also, it was also quite dis- depressing because when we went to that visit, I learned that one of the aims of the group was they wanted to provide first aid lessons for these women to help them if they self-harmed. And first aid providers refused to provide any training because they thought that it would encourage the women to self-harm. It just showed the lack of understanding about mental ill health and self-harm. And I was, I was so angry when I learned that. And I'd, I'd started contacting companies to try and hook them up with people. But in the end, they did get their training. They did get their training. They did get their training. And it's, you know, it's, it's a really sensible thing to do because it saves the NHS money. Because uh-huh. these women are able to look after themselves and they don't have to go to the GP, they don't have to go to A&E. Um, and they feel more in control and it actually helps reduce those instances of self-harm Brilliant. because they can look after themselves. Have you got the best job in the world? I have the best no, job in the world. The best and job in the world is tucking in George Clooney at night. <laughs> I'll need to disagree with you on that one. There's a, there's a phrase called a kagi, I think. It's a Japanese phrase and it's when personal interest and the work that you do and being able to be paid for that work that you do all come together and I think I've reached that. I get to do this and it's, it's just very inspiring. I'm very lucky. You are. But you are something of a superhero as far as I'm concerned because <laughs> look you. at the work that you've done to improve the lives of women and girls in Scotland. And we can all be a little bit of a superhero yep. because we can all donate. Yes, I've used that word again. <laughs> and we can all donate by going to the Women's Fund for Scotland website. Just search for us online. We're one of the top hits when you use the phrase Women's Fund for Scotland. What's that name again? Women's Fund for Scotland. <laughs> nice and easy, does what it says on the tin. Go and look for it and donate some cash. Thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.